You're listening to The Big Show with Patrick Dumas on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's Mucho Big Show Hour 4 here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We go down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. It is a Calgary Flames game day. They welcome the Boston Bruins to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome tonight. And uh, we go down that Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, and we're joined by Steve Conroy, Bruins beat reporter at the Boston Herald. Steve, thank you so much for taking some time and chatting some Bruins ahead of uh, their game here tonight. Well, thanks for having me. It uh, should be an interesting one. <laughs> Last year, the Bruins won a track meet in Edmonton and then gave up 57 shots, and Linus Allmark uh, stole it for the Bruins last year, so we'll see. With uh, what last night's crazy game in Edmonton brings tonight in Calgary. Yeah, last night was in, it was a crazy game. Uh, the Bruins uh, get a four-one lead. Have the Oilers come all the way back to tie it at four. Then Pasternak gets a goal, but then just forty-five seconds later, Oilers tie it again. But then McAvoy gets the big one in overtime. Kind of describe what went on uh, in, last night between uh, two of the NHL's elites up in Edmonton. Well, it's it's funny, you know. Uh, Jeremy Swayman, who's been terrific for the Bruins this year, was really good through two periods, and he was, you know, the the, the team in front of him was, was, was very good through two periods, and then he just started giving up rebounds and and letting you know easy goals through. Um, but it goes to show you, you know, the, the personality and competitiveness of the kid that he came up with that stop on Leon Drysaddle in, mm-hmm. in overtime to to um, you know help kill that penalty and you know they really they, they nearly won it in, in, in high fashion when uh, when James Van Greenstake got out of the box and had a breakaway for himself but the Charlie McAvoy's goal was uh, was was pretty special as well. Yeah, it truly was. And you mentioned Jeremy Swayman last night. He was the starter and he had a he had a really good first forty and then kinda you know, hung on there in the, in the end. Well, we're expecting Linus Allmark to be the starter uh, for Boston tonight. Uh, but talk about this this tandem. Like we talked about it last year, how they were they were the two best. They share the Jennings. Allmark wins the wins the uh, wins the Vesna, and then they're doing it again. The same thing this year, albeit maybe not as much of a wagon as they were last year. The Bruins are still something a t- uh, the league needs to respect, and it it starts right there in the net with Allmark and Swayman. Talk about those ta- that, those two. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been really good all season. The question mark is is what's going to happen when the playoffs come. Um, Jim Montgomery has said, you know, they will go with uh, they they won't shy away from going with a straight rotation in the playoffs. Um, And you know, after what happened last year, I can understand the thinking. You know, they they played uh, Allmark for the first six games, and it was clear he was running. He was run down by the end of it, and, and by the time they they uh, put Jeremy Swayman in for Game Seven, you know he hadn't played in two weeks, and he wasn't as sharp as he could be. So we'll see if if they stick with this rotation. I think if there's any kind of discernible gap between the two guys, that throws a monkey wrench in, into that plan. You know, if Swayman pulls away and becomes you know clearing away the the number one guy, then then I'm not sure that they they can do that rotation, but It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, Brad Marchand, talk to me about this guy. I mean, he just he just played his 1,000th game. He's probably going to get 400 goals here within a week or so. Uh, he is truly the little ball of hate, a player you, you love to hate, but you would take on your team any time of the week. Just how has he embraced taking over, uh, you know, taking over from one of the best captains of our modern era? 
Uh, he really has. And, and he'll admit he had to grow into it. You know, I think he was trying to be, uh, in his own words, he was trying to be like Zidane Chara and Patrice Bergeron rolled into one. And he kind of figured it out a little bit. And, and, and Jim Montgomery has said he's, he's become just more direct in, in saying what he wants to say in, in the, the locker room. And he has been a very good captain. They've had some bumps along the way this year. Um, they just came out of it. They had a, a two, three, and two uh, homestand, which you know had a lot of people a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they they keep responding. You know we I didn't have high hopes for this team. I was impressed by the way they you know they came out of the gate. You know that's a credit to their work ethic and and you know the standard that that they set. You know from Char, back from when Chara was the captain to Bergeron to now. Um, and you know that that put them in good stead, you know, in the first two months of the season. Um, but every time they have they lose two or three in a row, we, we, we die and like, okay, here it is. Here's, here's where they, you know, they they finally come back to earth, and then they bounce right back. So you know, we'll see we'll see how that goes. But um, you know, they, they've got a little some issues on the back end right now. They were the third pairing was struggling. Uh, Derek Warbert had uh, had a groin injury that that kept him out a couple of months, and he's he hasn't found his game yet. Um, and and Kevin Chat and Kirk has been in and out of lineup. They brought up Parker Waterspoon, who's been you know brought some younger legs and a little bit more bite in front of the net, which has been good. Um, but there's still some issues to be worked out there. I'm not sure they can work it out, you know, internally. I think they they might have to go get a, another body. Now you bring up uh, maybe going out and getting another body here. Now uh, the Bruins, uh, they're they're really capped out here. They they it might be tough to make any sort of big moves. But I know fans here and and media around the league have kind of attached Noah Hannafin's name to Boston because you know he's from the area. It's a position of need for the Bruins. Is this something that? could possibly get done here in the next couple of weeks, or is this something that maybe they go out and get them on July 1, or is it just something they just, maybe Hannafin's not on their their, their list, but just how do they view Hannafin heading into to this trade deadline? Well, I think they, you know, they would want him, absolutely. I don't know if they have the assets yeah. to do it or the cap space to do it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always wary about Oh, the the local boy wants to come home. Narrative, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't always work out that way. And you know, they've got some. The Bruins have some local guys on the team. Charlie Coyle, Beth Grizzlick, um, uh, Charlie McAvoy played here um, at Boston University. Um, so it's it's easier to play at home now for the Bruins than it has been in the past, maybe. Mm-hmm. But not everybody wants to embrace that. Nobody, not everybody wants to live that every day. Um, you know, you look at Johnny Gaudreau. Everybody assumed he was going to, to Philly, and he wanted to, wanted to be closer to home, but not quite at home. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, you know, I think we've heard, we've all heard that you know, Tampa is zeroing in on on um, Hannafin as well. But mm-hmm. uh, Tampa's kind of in the same boat as the Bruins are right now with, yep. uh, you know, uh, with cap space and, and such. Now, like, how do how do the Bruins obviously like Mason Lowry is is a name that kind of fans out here are kind of like throwing out there in any sort of return. Like how do the Bruins view Mason Lowry? Obviously he's a, he's a, a prospect that they view high, I think highly of, but overall, where does this guy project at? And would he be a piece that could Don Sweeney part ways with? Uh, I'd be very surprised. Okay. He's their best defense prospect. Okay. Um, and, 
if, if, if he was included in any package like that, it would go without question that he, uh, Hannafin would have to have a, a, an extension in place. I do not see them giving up um, uh, a, a player like Lori, who, you know, you know, might be able to play in the NHL right now. He played, had a really good game last night mm-hmm. coming up for, you know, the injured Hampus Lindholm. I, I, it's tough to see them giving up a guy like that who can play at a high level in the NHL on an entry-level deal. You know, that's, that's, uh, those players are gold. Um, so it would, it would have to be, you know, they would definitely have, have to have a, a, an extension in place, I would think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're talking with Steve Conroy, Bruins beat reporter out at the Boston Herald, and with some questions, GVP. Hey, Steve, uh, you mentioned a little bit earlier on there that you necessarily didn't have the highest hopes for the, this Bruins squad coming into the season, probably with the with the loss of Bergeron and Krejci and whatnot, but they've obviously had a great first half to this season. Is there one thing that stuck out to you the most of maybe what has surprised you the most throughout the first half with this Bruins squad? Uh, well, I'll tell you, don't seem to... Has done a really good job of, of you know bargain basement hunting. Um, you know, picked up uh, Danton Heinen uh, on um, uh, you know he, he was he was on a tryout and they weren't able to sign him until until only two weeks into the season. Um, and he's a guy that right now he's playing on the in the top six. That's not an ideal spot for him, but they they pretty much plugged him in every wing hole. You know, all eight, eight wing, wing positions. Uh, on the team and he's he's done a great job and guys like 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 Hyman they've all chipped in at various times of the year and they've somehow kept it all together um and and Charlie Coyle he's been a little cold lately offensively but Mm -hmm. he has really stepped up uh uh to the challenge you know nobody's going to be Patrice Bergeron on this team you know I think he knows that um but he's uh he's really stepped up um Zaka has been good not great, but he's been good enough, um, and they've they've made do. And Pasternak has had another really good season. Had a little dip, like everybody did in, in that that long homestand, seven game homestand where they didn't didn't play very well. Um, but he's you know he he's been very good for them. Um, McAvoy had a really uh, he McAvoy was um, suspended on a hit uh, on Oliver Ackman Lawson early in the season. He was suspended for four games. And when he came back, he was a little skittish to play his game, which has a, a fair amount of physicality to it. And you know, he had a really bad November after that. But since then, he's been he's been terrific. You know, he's, you know, the level is he playing he's playing at right now is you know a Norris Trophy level. I don't think he'll really get back in the conversation because of that slow start. But yeah, he's he's playing very well, and they need him to because they're they're a little banged up on the back end now. Uh, Lindholm is week to week. Uh, Matt Grizzlick got hurt last night. It, you know, it looked like it might be a broken bone or something, but they're saying day to day, which is which is good news. I guess I can't see him playing playing tonight, but we'll see. But you know, they've needed uh, McAvoy to step up, and he and he has. Uh, you mentioned Lindholm there, with him being week to week now. How, how does that affect the Bruins' plans for for the trade deadline in a couple weeks? Um, you know, it, it's. It's a, that's an interesting question. You know, uh, how forthcoming are they right now? You know, they say there's, there's no surgery and not surgery isn't an option. Um, so, you know, I don't know if they're playing possum as they're, they're not, you know, showing their full hand to all the other 31 teams, you know, leading up to the deadline. 
They could be, you know, but even if they, you know, if Lindholm comes back next week, I think they still need some defense help. Maybe they don't need uh, top four defense help, but but they they could use a uh, you know kind of an inexpensive thumper on the on the back end who could you know take up some minutes on the third pairing. I think uh, another another guy on the Bruins squad that you know that always seems to be involved in trade rumors just because he did make a request and now it's been rescind, uh, rescinded is Jake DeBrus and it, it is trade season and his name is getting floated out there a little bit here and there. Is there any merit to any of those Jake DeBrus trade rumors? It's interesting, you know. Until you have a, a, a an extension in place, you know those trade rumors are going to happen, and you know it, it, they won't disappear until it's fully signed. Um, I think getting a, getting a deal done would probably have been a lot easier if he, you know, was on a thirty goal pace right now. Um, but he, he, you know, he hasn't had a great season offensively. He's been a very good two hundred foot player. Um, you know, which is something that, you know, you would not have said that, you know, three years ago. You know, he was a guy who, if he wasn't scoring for you, he was doing nothing for you. Um, he's, he's changed that completely. He's a very good 200-foot player. He's, he's used on the penalty kill, um, conscientious player. But, you know, if, you know, if he's looking for, for like an Owen Tippett type of deal, you know, being a you know a, a checking specialist won't won't cut it. You know, he's got to score. Um, so we'll see if they can find a you know common ground on um, uh, you know on a value for him. Uh, here, here in Calgary, we like to have a conversation about who are some players that are necessarily untouchable in, in some of these trades, as the Flames are going to be one of the busier teams come trade deadline day out in Boston. Are there any one or any prospects you would consider absolutely untouchable in some of these possible trade packages? Um, untouchable, you know, I go, you go back to the old, the, you know, adage, well, Wayne Gretzky was traded, but, uh, you know, I, I would be really surprised if they moved, moved Lari, um, and I'd be surprised if they, if they moved Matt Potra. Who um, you know was a 19-year-old rookie who made the team, but had a season ended uh, by uh, you know shoulder surgery. Um, beyond that, I'm not sure. They, they've got a, a player down in Providence, Fabian Lysel, um, who was a, a first-round draft pick for them in 2021, and people are itching for him to get a look up here. Uh, he's he's, uh, he's had a pretty good season. He's almost had a <coughs> excuse me, had a point of game down in Providence, uh, but they've they have not brought him up. They brought a lot of guys up, but they have not brought but Lysel up. You know, they could be saying, you know, they did this with Jake DeBrusque. They brought up a lot of guys in his first pro year, but they kept him down in Providence to, to play a full season down in Providence. This is Lysel's second year in Providence, but he had a disjointed year last year. He went to the World Juniors. He got hurt later in the season. So, I don't want to say last year was a throwaway, but this this is re- really a you know a full year in down in Providence for him. Maybe they want to see him just go through that whole process in Providence. But you know, I I, I wouldn't be shocked if he got moved. But you know, I'm, I, I you know I, I'm not saying that that's going to happen either. Um, does, does Don Sweeney have any plans to kind of shore up his his pick pool for the upcoming draft here? The Bruins don't don't have any picks within the first three rounds here. Is that something that you would think he'd like to address at the trade deadline here? Maybe when stocks are a bit higher or maybe closer in the off season while the draft is approaching. Uh, 
you know, they're right right at the moment they're in first place in the Eastern Conference. It's really hard to trade anybody off your roster, uh, you know, to get futures. Um, so I, I'm not sure how he's going to do that. Uh, you know, they, they're without picks right now. Uh, you know, it's a tough situation to be in. They really went for it last year. Um, they were all in. They got um, Dimitri Orlov, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, Garner Hathaway, um, and it just didn't work out. Um, how they how they recoup those, I'm not sure. I just have a hard time seeing them do it, uh, you know, be at this deadline. Uh, Steve, like the shock factor from last year, obviously setting the record for most points in a regular season, you win the President's Trophy, but then you, the, the loss to Florida in the first round. And what could happen if there's another early exit in uh, in the in the Bruins' future? Yeah, I, I honestly don't know. I, you know, if you ask me, you know, before the season started, I would say making the playoffs is, you know, it would be a pretty good feat. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they lost not only Bergeron and uh, and Krejci, they had to trade Taylor Hall yep. for, um, you know, cap space. And, and they had to trade Nick Foligno for cap space. Mm-hmm. And obviously they didn't, they couldn't resign any of those three guys that, you know, they, uh, they, signed, they picked up at the deadline. So that's a, that's a lot of talent out the door. Yeah. And yet here they are still, still here. Um, you know, I've said this many times that, you know, that the Bruins' best quality is what makes them, a, you know, an iffy bet when the playoffs come, playoffs come. You know, they're a team that shows up every night for the most part. They have a tremendous work ethic. You know, they they usually don't accept the, you know, the, the notion of a you know, scheduled loss on a back-to-back mm-hmm. about that those type of things. And they, they show up every night. But then when the playoffs come, every team shows up every night. They're not catching anybody on a back-to-back. They're not, you know, it's 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 a lot tougher in the playoffs. Um, so, you know, they're they're a tough bet to be honest with you. And with their, their uh, issues on defense, you know, I'm, I'm I wouldn't bet the house on them. You know, when the when the playoffs mm-hmm. start. Um, but you know, what happens if they, if it calls for, for major changes? Uh, I, I don't know if, that, if those would be warranted. No, that, that's completely fair. Like it is, you take away uh, two uh, franchise icons and Bergeron and Krejci, and then you t- trade away depth pieces that that mattered so much. Yeah, you, it, it good for the Bruins to be where they are uh, currently in the Atlantic Division. Uh, Jim Montgomery, he's a guy. He he always had the 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 his issues there in Dallas, leading to his exit, and you know his his redeeming story here in Boston. And I think you saw it a lot in 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 guys like Jake DeBrusque recently at a trade request. And whatnot. Just how was that transition from Bruce Cassidy to Jim Montgomery? And it, it seems like it, it's gone all right because Bruce Cassidy's doing pretty decent for himself. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, fans here in Boston say, see, you know, Bruce Cassidy go and you know, win a cup in Vegas. So, uh, you know, that 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 was the the the, the second whammy on the Bruins season last yeah. year. Um, but but Montgomery's done a really good job. Uh, you know, he's, he's really you know. In, he said it earlier this season. He said, I probably could have fallen asleep last year and been the all-star coach. This year, you know, my staff and I, we had, you know, we've had to work quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, you know, they've, they've changed. I, I don't even keep the lines anymore. They change so often. It, it's, uh, it, it's, 
he's done a he's done a marvelous job for what he has. You know, he's got some stars, no question about it. He's got a star in Pasternak, he's got a star in McAvoy, and he's got a star in Marshan. Um, so that's that's a pretty good base to work with. But the you know there's the the hockey is a sport that's built on depth, and, and mm-hmm. you know you question what kind of depth they had coming into the season, and and up until now they they figured it out. Steve, uh, thank you so much for for chatting some Bruins with me. Enjoy the game tonight, and uh, all the best the rest of the year, buddy. Okay, great. Thanks for having me, guys.